Welcome to LilyPod episode 105, Unintended Consequences. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another inspirational episode on LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are advanced certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed towards single adults and later married couples blending families. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Welcome, LilyPod listeners, to another edition of LilyPod. And today we want to talk about a subject we haven't touched on much, uh, and that is the law of unintended consequences. The law of unintended consequences is a frequently observed phenomenon in which any action has results that are not part of the actor's purpose. And one example that I like to give for this is COVID relief. I don't want to be political, really, but uh, when COVID hit and the economy was shut down for a long period of time, there were fewer goods and services being produced. And at the same time, the government was trying to uh, help people get through it. And so they printed a lot of money to hand out to people. And guess what? We got something called inflation. It was predictable, but it wasn't predicted. It wasn't part of the reason COVID relief was done, but it was an unintended consequence. So it's almost like collateral damage when it's negative. Right. And it's our understanding as we've researched it, that it it can also be a favorable result that was unanticipated. Right. You may make the decision to go to the grocery store one day because you need groceries and that's your intention. And in the produce aisle, you meet the person you marry. Uh, That's an unintended consequence, although a positive one. Uh, A a more difficult one would be uh, you choose to marry a certain person and you get along well and it's a sensible choice and all of that. And then you get in a car accident together and one of you passes away. Uh, Again, an unintended consequence. And as we can see, it's some are reasonably foreseeable and some are really just not. Like there's no way of knowing and that's why every relationship is a risk. Right. What we encourage, however, is doing our very best to foresee what we can, right. what we reasonably can. Right. And, and so you can't beat yourself up for things that you had really nothing to do with. Um, I didn't have a son hoping that one day he was going to pass away before me. Uh, You know, I hoped that all my children would outlive me. Uh, But I, I did, uh, I did have that happen uh, in August. One of my sons was killed. And so I, I, but I look at that and I think, uh, is that something I could have changed? Is there any way I could have known? Well, I know that during your grieving process, you've said, because he, he, he was killed in a mountain climbing accident. 
well, what if I'd never introduced him to hiking? Well, first of all, I think he would have found it. Maybe. <laughs> I think he would have. Uh, or he and, would have found NASCAR or something else. And that's certainly not a direct <clears throat> cause. I mean, it's very, I think you'd have to uh, argue pretty much everything to the, to, to prove that. And I don't think you can. Right. It's that's too much <clears throat> butterfly effect to, uh, not to mix my, <laughs> my themes here, but <laughs> it's too much butterfly <clears throat> effect to say that because I introduced him to hiking <clears throat> when he was five years old and took him all the time that I am somehow responsible for his, uh, climbing accident. Um, no, and you you were encouraged not to see that it that way anyway. And I encouraged him not to climb. So no, well, not to climb dangerously. Right to to use a rope and harness. So anyway, that these are unintended consequences. Some of them are a little bit foreseeable. Some of them are very foreseeable. Well, and for him, climbing without a rope and harness, there was a pretty good chance at some point he was going to fall. Right. But he'd gotten away with it a lot in his life up until that point. Right. So, so I mean, that's one of those that could have been foreseeable on his part reasonably. Right. But definitely not one that you could foresee as a parent just taking your kid hiking. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's all correct. Uh, it was it was maybe more foreseeable for him Uh but not foreseeable for anyone else who influenced him, really. And if you think about it, really, every time we get in a car, we could get in a rock and die. I mean, it, right. every time, but we don't want to live in our lives in fear. So this is by no means encouraging any of that. We don't we don't want to live in fear. It's just what can we reasonably foresee? Um, one, for instance, I've thought about is communication. When you communicate with someone, if you... Uh, communicate with the end in mind. In other words, you kind of go into the future and think, okay, if I say this thing, if I communicate in this way with this tone of voice at this time while we're hungry or tired or whatever, um, while I'm emotionally flooded, what is the outcome going to be? Well, I mean, we know from the Gottmans that 100% of cases where people try to resolve a problem when one or both partners are um, having heartbeats over a hundred beats per minute, just to recap this, we've told it before. Um, there's a 0% chance of solving that problem. So in other words, like if you are communicating with the end in mind and knowing that you have zero chance of solving anything, do you really want to do that damage when you're not feeling good? Yeah. Why you're... put yourself and your partner through that? Because the consequence of continuing to talk when you're flooded and angry with each other is foreseeable. Yeah, yeah, it's more foreseeable than we think if we stop and think, communicate with the end in mind. And that's, I think, one of those things where we can get ahead of the unintended consequences that can happen when we aren't doing that. Right, and this is one way the law of unintended consequences can, if we're not intentional, impact relationships in a negative way. I'll, I'll give you another little uh, example. <clears throat> Let's suppose you're going to take someone from the opposite sex on a first date. And this is somebody you're really excited about. Um, maybe you've known who they are for a while and you're finally plucking up the courage to 
to ask him or her for a date. And you decide when the date is set that you're going to really go all out to impress this person. And so you take uh, your partner to a really uh, high-class restaurant. You pay lots of, of money uh, to show them a really great time. And ultimately, what is, what is the outcome? Well, maybe they would be impressed. But there's also a chance that they would feel overwhelmed and think, oh, my gosh, this person must be really serious to spend all this money on me, and I'm not ready for that. Or they might think, uh, they might think, oh, wow, this is cool. So every time we go out, it's going to be a big night at the circus. And did the person intend either of those consequences? Not particularly. He or she was just trying to show their partner a good time. Yeah, but and anything unsustainable will end up being disappointing to a dating partner in the long run. Right. Rather than impressive in the short run. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the the moral of the story there is think through, um, you know, think through the possible unintended consequences that you could possibly foresee uh, when you're making steps forward in a relationship. You know, we have another dating one, uh, the being friends first thing. Now, uh, Jeff and I had a year of friendship and gratefully we still ended up getting married but a lot of people get stuck there in that friend zone uh, we did date first and then became friends and then dated again um, but sometimes that tendency that people have that they don't really want to risk you know being found out that they like someone they become friends first and then get stuck in that friend zone and that probably is not the intended consequence if you're really interested in someone, but it can sometimes end up being the unintended one. Right. And, and why do they get stuck? I mean, it, it is complicated and maybe different for different people, but, but I think that some of the more common reasons include, well, now I really know this person and rejection hurts worse. Uh, that's another, you know, that is one of the possible unintended consequences is how can I ask this person for a date now that we know each other really well and we're friends and we're there for each other. But if she says no, man, I'm going to be crushed. Uh, so, so that's one. And then. And so I guess the antidote to spending lots of money early in the dating process would be spend the amount of money that makes sense for your budget and be real. And your relationship. Yeah. And be real with that situation. Um, yes, and do what makes sense for that, the, how early in the dating process it might be. Now, the other, um, with the being friends first thing, of course, as you know, if you've been listening very long, we encourage people to boldly declare their intentions about their interest. Right. And when you do that, you don't get stuck in the friend zone. Now, you might risk rejection, but then you know, and you're not wasting all this time being friends first and getting stuck. Right. I, I read a Facebook post just the other day on that, where this guy was saying, I did everything for this girl. We were friends. I was the one she came and vented to when she was going through her divorce. And I asked her out several times and she said she wasn't ready. And then 
you know, just a few weeks after she told me she wasn't ready, she was dating someone else and sleeping with him. I don't suppose this was a Latter-day Saint person, but be that as it may, uh, he was really hurt and offended that this woman didn't see him romantically. And I think a couple of things can happen. One is uh, he did have the courage to ask her out, but because they were so familiar for so long before he expressed any interest, um, she had a hard time seeing him that way. You know how you mm -hmm. hear people say, oh, that would be like dating my brother. Right. So you just want to be cautious with being friends first and know that there might be an unintended consequence in your future if you get stuck there. Absolutely. Now, um, another like couple that we came up with, um, and they're opposing, but they're both true. Taking a lot of time to heal after a relationship loss can potentially lead to the side effect or the unintended consequence of having surpassed or given up opportunities and blessings that are there for you while you're busy healing. Right. Um, so taking a long, like drawn out years and years and years to heal um, may not be serving you. Um, taking no time to heal, on the other hand, can lead to attracting unhealthy relationships on the rebound. And by the way, that doesn't just have to be taking time to heal from a relationship, although that's the most common example, I think. But we have a good friend who uh, shortly after this person's parents died, um, they went uh, they they went looking for a spouse and found one very quickly and ended up with a very short-term marriage and a, a divorce and now acknowledges, yeah, I wasn't really healed from my, my mother's death uh, when I entered into that marriage. So mm. uh, I didn't, you know, that was a bad time for me to make a decision like that. Well, and we always encourage making decisions when you're calm and peaceful. And that would include, include at least a degree of healing from anything traumatic like that. Right. A, but the degree to, of, of healing needs to be reasonable and balanced with the rest of your life. That's because right. Because we're also meant to heal and move on. I mean, think about like the pioneers and when they were traveling and they would lose people and they'd bury them and they'd keep, mar they'd keep marching on. I mean, they would take the time to, to grieve the loss but they wouldn't hang around that burial site. They'd had, they had to keep moving, and we do too. Right. So that's just something like, you know, of course we emphasize healing. It's very, very important. But we also don't want to emphasize it so much that we end up encouraging people to heal so long that they end up with the unintended consequences of not getting the blessings that are there for them now. Right. So, I mean, I think it's more the intentional, active uh, work kind of healing that we encourage so that it can happen more quickly rather than having it drawn out. I think it's drawn out usually when we think, oh, time will heal all wounds. That's just not true because time will heal wounds. However, they're set to heal. So like, for instance, you have a broken bone. It will heal in the wrong way if it's not reset. 
Right. So that's why active intentional healing is so important because emotionally it the same thing can happen. We can heal, but with all sorts of thoughts that really don't serve us and kind of keep us like stuck in negative patterns. And then we wonder why. Right. Kathy, have you seen that, that film, my best friend's wedding? It's been a while with Julia Roberts. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's a fine film and, and it, it has a, gr a great illustration of this point. There was this guy that really liked this girl. Her name, his name was Michael. Her name was Julianne. And she had always kept him at arm's length and she, he was her best friend, but she couldn't see him as, as anything else. And, and maybe she just always kind of figured that when she was ready to get married, if, if she wanted him at that time, she would, you know, he would be there and available for her. And guess what? Someone else played by Cameron Diaz came along and fell in love with this guy. He fell in love with her. They were moving toward the altar and suddenly Julianne played by Julia Roberts was uh, feeling jealous and territorial and wait, this guy's mine, even though she had always kept him at arm's length. And all so of a sudden she, he became more attractive because someone else wanted him. Right. And she, uh, she found herself, you know, trying to thwart the wedding in any way that she could. And of course, in the end, he ends up marrying the, the new girlfriend played by Cameron Diaz. And in her case, I don't think she meant to, uh, I don't think she meant to lose him by being standoffish. She simply had other priorities and other ideas for her life until the reality of it dawned on her. And again, the unintended consequence was you snooze, you lose. If she, uh, uh, she didn't take the opportunity when it was right there in front of her and because she didn't, the unintended consequence was he found another opportunity. Right. And in her case, it wasn't because she had some major thing she was healing from. It was because she didn't prioritize it. Right. She didn't see those open doors. And this is actually where I'd like to share something. <clears throat> so I recently heard, because I mean, we've heard the saying, if one door opens, another, or one door closes, another door opens. I mean, right. You've heard that saying, right? Well, I got this vision of when one door closes and there's a whole bunch of open doors in the room, don't ignore them. Right. And I think that's actually more how it works. It's not like one door closes one path, one single path then opens to you like down the road. I think usually there's just all these blessings waiting for us. And all we have to do is choose and walk in a direction and open or, and just, well, if the door's open and just walk through it, you know? Right. And <clears throat> I guess that's what I mean by losing out on blessings, whether it's because we're still busy healing and thinking that we're not ready, whether it's um, because uh, we thought time would heal all wounds and it really didn't for us. And so we're scared, or maybe it's, that, you know, we're just used to how things are. So we just don't want to change anything. 
So, um, but I, I think when we open our eyes and we're really open to God's guidance, I think he can lead us to the doors that are most supportive and in our very highest good. And I think there's usually a lot of open doors that we don't even realize are there. You know, uh, something I want to say on, on that subject is that you can have an unintended consequence that, of course, you never would have uh, had any way of knowing would happen or with the level of knowledge you had at the time, you couldn't have foreseen it. Uh, and it could be something as significant as, you know, the way you chose to go to work one morning results in you being in a car accident and dying or, uh, you know, heaven forbid, losing your legs or something like that. And if you'd taken a different way to work, maybe that wouldn't have happened. But then and, I usually think if, if you were meant to be saved from that trial or that situation, then you would have been encouraged, or they, especially if you're a spiritual person. Because I know people who've been in accidents who got inspiration all the time. But when that crash that killed half of this man's family happened, he got no such inkling. None. Well, and, and that's where I was headed with this kind of is keep in mind that uh, coincidences are the way God remains anonymous. I and like that. So uh, a coincidence happens. It's, you know, positive or negative in the way we view things. But keep in mind that we got to put God in charge of the unintended consequences that we have no control over or no way of foreseeing. And then I think he wants us to try and use our wisdom to make the best choices we can and, and anticipate the consequences we can see through, you know, reasonably through our own uh, foresight, our own intuition, our own instincts. Right. Yeah. You know, we have another example that I think um, that also has kind of a, an opposing thing where, you know, one is, you know, a person might be have an emphasis on working things out. And that, you know, no matter what, let's keep talking, um, even if it's we're communicating while I'm flooded or, you know, while we're upset. Um, obviously, it does damage with no potential for resolution. But gosh dang it, I want to work things out. So that's that can't be a bad thing. <laughs> and yet <laughs> but it, it has. <laughs> yeah. Well, it has some pretty harsh um, consequences. Yes, it has some pretty harsh consequences that I think are fairly easily foreseeable. Right. Um, well, if you know the principle. Yes. Um, and then taking many timeouts and making them really long, like which would be, okay, let's not talk while we're flooded. Let's not talk while we're going to do damage. And have hold, no my, hold my partner over the fire for 10, for 10 hours or 10 days or whatever. Yeah. So... Um, that would indicate a deeper problem that probably needs therapy or coaching and the timeouts that take several days, there's more like stonewalling, um, which is actually one of the four horsemen, which indicates, you know, a great, uh, it's a great indicator of a potential divorce if it continues. Right. Now and the... that's definitely not a result that you would want from you know, saying that you're being responsible and taking timeouts, but then having it become a deeper problem. Right. The intention, and I'm using that word intentionally, the intention of a timeout is not to punish your partner. 
some people use it like that. Uh, but the intention is to allow the emotional flooding to dissipate, to get back to a place of shalom, and to ultimately be able to come back together in with hearts at peace toward each other and resolve things. Yeah, and one little hint. If you can pray together, then you're ready to talk. And if one of you is unwilling to pray, you're probably not ready to talk yet. Right. That's that's a good indicator. Um, and sometimes, even if we don't feel like praying, we pray anyway, and then usually, and then usually you're ready to talk. And you know, if you find that you're not, you just you call the other time out and say like, "Okay, I'll be back in 20 minutes. I actually really do need to get something to eat," or you know, whatever is needed for you to feel right. calm. All right. Another one is in the health realm. Um, this is just an example. You might take ibuprofen to relieve pain, but end up causing more pain in the long run in your gut. Um, you may exercise, but if you don't have correct form, it may cause injury. You may diet and release weight, but then after you're done with that diet, it comes back. In these cases, the intention is good. The execution and un un unintended consequences are not good. Well, I'll, I'll give you another very personal example of that. Uh, when I, when I, uh, well, I went through about a year where I had a stomachache the entire time. And it was really getting tiresome. I mean, there were nights when I would eat like a whole uh, package, you know, those big packages of saltines you can get. I think I you were a, thinking like a pregnant woman, if I eat saltines, it'll settle my stomach, right? It, exactly. I thought it would absorb <clears throat> that acid, that it would neutralize it, you know, that it would help me to feel better. And, you know, I found out later that I was gluten intolerant and in fact have celiac disease. And all that was doing was making the pain worse because it was the celiac that was causing that unintended consequence. Well, and if you'll remember that summer that we were first married and I felt like I was dying, I had gotten diagnosed with possibly SIBO, but that was kind of shoved aside and definitely gastritis, which was like pre-ulcers. So right. they put me on a low acid diet. Turns out I did have SIBO and the low acid diets and the omeprazole medication they put me on was like the exact wrong thing. It's the exact thing that flares up SIBO, which is a like a bacterial uh, overgrowth in your small intestine. Right. And I felt like I was dying because it was the wrong treatment for the thing that was more of a problem. <laughs> Right. So, well, and sometimes our bodies have opposing needs and well, we have to balance like, okay, what am I going to do with, you know, cause like, you know, my body says I need this, but like, but I also need this and, you know, they seem to contradict each other and, you know, and we have to use our intuition to figure that out. Um, obviously this isn't at all, all about health, but um, just like your celiac, it's like, if we don't know the problem and the remedy we can go about it like with the very best of intentions trying to fix something that it's it's the wrong it's the wrong way right um i mean i also found out that like almost everything that they say for stomachs is like wrong for SIBO. like right um 
like to relieve constipation, you know, you, you get like all these, this fiber and then, you know, but fiber makes it worse. Also to, to have your gut motility and everything, you know, take probiotics. Well, you have to take very specific probiotics for SIBO. So it's like, and then, oh gosh, the brat diet, you know, like, you remember mm -hmm. how I tried like bananas, apples, toast? Yes. I don't eat any of those things anymore. Right. <laughs> like, and I feel a lot better. So it's like, there's, yeah, sometimes we just don't know what we don't know until we know it. Right. And, yeah. and I think like we've talked about, when something happens that you really didn't have a way of foreseeing or that was part of your ultimately learning something new about yourself, well, I think we, we then look at that as coincidence and God's uh, showing up anonymously mm. and, and he's teaching us things or helping us to new opportunities or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's very important for us to, to leave it in his hands when it's something we really don't have a way of, of foreseeing and, and none of us has a crystal ball. You well, know? and that's why I'm so grateful for the spirit because you know, I, I started getting really in tune with my own instincts as I went through this process of doctor after doctor and test after test and trying to figure out and narrow down what it really was and what to eat and what not to eat. Um, but it really, like, ultimately, I think I got the most guidance from the spirit, um, like Jeff was talking about. Um, one thing I we noticed when we came up with these examples in preparation for this podcast is that really any extreme in either direction is what brings the most unfortunate intended consequences. Right. Like if you noticed, you know, taking too long to heal, not taking enough time to heal, um, both are, it's a little more obvious, I think what the unintended consequences might be, but they also are the most unfortunate when there's an extreme in, in either direction. So that's a, an important thing is I think finding balance in your mind and in your heart. I think that's the thing to keep in mind. Right. So keeping balance in mind to summarize some of our talking points and examples we've given, you know, we may talk about the importance of self-love, which Jeff and I do a lot on this podcast, but taken to an unhealthy extreme, self-love and self-focus can cause us not to invest in healthy relationships that are good for us. We may talk about the importance of healing after relationship loss, which we also do a lot here on this podcast, but taken to an unhealthy extreme, it can mean never moving on. We often talk about the importance of timeouts to prevent damage in relationships, which taken to an extreme would mean a couple never talking and working things out. Um, when we emphasize something, it isn't at the exclusion of common sense or other considerations. This is why we have the spirit, and this goes back to the spirit, to guide us in our lives so that we know what we need to work on and find balance. So friends, unintended consequences. We might empower, a nation might empower a king and clothe him with absolute power in hopes that this king can create an ideal society and use that power for good, and he may turn around and use that power to become a tyrant. 
you may marry someone and empower him or her to bless your life immeasurably or hurt you immeasurably. And again, one of the important things that we want to emphasize here is not to be afraid, not to be overly paranoid, but just to look for the unintended consequences that could arise. We should know if we empower a king to do good and we clothe him with absolute power that he might misuse that power for his own reasons. We know when we marry someone and invite them into our lives and share our home and our bed and all those intimate things with that person that we risk getting hurt as well. And so understand those things. It doesn't mean you shouldn't you shouldn't get married or you shouldn't make a relationship, not at all. Just be, try to foresee where things might go wrong. And for those things that you can't possibly foresee, trust in the Lord uh, and lean not unto thine own understanding. And remember that any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening. Please share LilyPod with those you love who could benefit from what we share here. We invite you to sign up for our elevating weekly Lily letter, subscribe to LilyTube, and enjoy other life-affirming content at loveinlateryears.com. Email us to request a free 15-minute Lily coaching discovery call. We are here to support you.